And we're back. About to get into some fight talk. Uh, quite the eventful uh, weekend, actually. Yeah. I mean, this UFC um, fight night definitely delivered. There was a number of... Of barn burners, yeah. Yeah, sure. like... The fights that happened this weekend, for UFC in particular, I mean, most of them were pretty competitive and at a high level at that, so... Mm-hmm. We'll just dive straight in. First off on the prelims. Um, well, even the first fight of the prelims mm-hmm. with Hannah Goldie. And, um, yeah, I mean, y- you take one look at these two. You look at Goldie. She's ripped. She's shredded. Built like a brick house. And you look at um, Belbita. And you're like, meh. You know, not a very muscular build. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man. Goldie got this. In my, in my, like, I even said it, you know, before the fight. I'm like, While we're watching it, yeah. I don't, I don't see Bobito winning this. I like, nowhere, no way. I mean, somebody like me should know better and say stuff like that. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that was, that, like, stuff like that is, is said by casuals mostly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't give Bobito the, the benefit of the doubt of, of her, her, her experience, but. Man, they really showed in the fight. I mean, Goldie was just you know throwing. I mean, she she had the kickboxing experience, and she was it showed like that high kick was landing every time she threw it. Every time. Which you know, if you just put a little sting on it, I think the fight would have been probably over a lot. Yeah, and, and Belbito was more fluid too. She was more crisp with her movement. She was you know fluid and she had better boxing. Better, yeah, smoother the boxing. Uh, Goldie was a little bit stiff. I mean, the kick was landing, but mm-hmm. she was a bit stiff in, in her approach. Mm-hmm. Um. But ultimately, yeah, Bavita was more active and she she eked out the the decision. So good on her. And then uh, Sajara Eubanks, who yeah. was a must-win situation for her, um, yeah. actually delivered. Yeah, we we spoke about her last. I think it was last week. Yeah, we're saying how she's you know, um, yeah, she's definitely on her. She was definitely on her way out of the UFC because you know if she lost this one. Her her wins and losses have been the same. Mm-hmm. You know. So she was seven and seven, but now she's eight and seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry, no, it would have been, it would have been seven and yeah, if she lost, mm-hmm. but now she's eight and six. Yeah, yeah. math was a little off. So she's starting but, um, to yeah, separation, and, and it was actually pretty impressive. I must say, I was impressed with her her performance a little bit. Her performance was really good. She it's looked the best she ever looked. She looked the best she's ever looked. Um, and she was violent with that TKO too. Yeah, she was definitely. You know, she really messed up. Uh, uh, Reed's eye. Yeah, at I mean, least she, she was very aggressive with the ground upon, and one of those elbows just landed right in the eye socket, right in mm-hmm. the orbital. So mm-hmm. it it swelled up pretty bad. I hope there's nothing broken in there, but it was a pretty. pretty I looked pretty nasty. Felt bad for her, but this is a fight game. What can you do? And then um, Arce versus yeah. Ewell. Who are Arce versus Ewell? Pretty high level fight, I must say. Mm-hmm. For as long as it lasted. For as long as it lasted, um, RC did his thing. Got the got the KO on um, Ewell. Good for them. And then uh, Mickey Gall versus Jordan Williams, which this one was pretty intriguing because you know Jordan Williams, you know we know him for having diabetes and not having to cut weight, but he actually got a nutritionist and got his weight down enough so he can he can drop down to welter. Mm-hmm. 
and going up against Mickey Gall was uh, definitely a step up in competition from what he's faced in the past. And uh, Mickey Gall is just he, this is, he, he's he's hit his next level. Yeah, he, he showed that he is not just a submission guy anymore. He he had some good stand up, and even though I mean his strength is his is, is his ground game. So once it got there, that's that's pretty much all. Yeah, it was you know. But his stand up was looking clean, and they're saying he's training. He's training with um, Mike Brown now, okay. or Matt Brown. Sorry, Matt Brown. Yes, the immortal one, the immortal Matt Brown. So well, obviously, it shows he he's you know his stand up is a little bit more crisp, more violent. You know, he's definitely looking like he could be a contender in the welterweight division. It's gonna be cool to see you know who he fights next and what's next. But Mickey Gall definitely definitely someone to look out for. And then, of course, you had um, Imanov versus Heinish. Yep, Imanov. Imanov, sorry. Versus Heinish. Another Dagestani, but he doesn't. He, he doesn't. He, he's he's from Dagestan, but I think he trains in in France. I think they said. Mm. Um, against Ian Heinish, of course. Uh, I was rooting for Heinish, my guy. Yeah. Um, didn't go his way. It didn't. But Heinish was just tough. But Imanov was just crisp. I mean, a lot mm. of high level stuff happened. This card. And this yeah. is just the prelims. This is just the prelims. Yep. This is just the prelims. But Imavov just... He had some clean striking. Clean striking. Had some had a good jab, too, he was working with. He was just doing his thing, and he was piecing up Heinish, man. Heinish didn't have much didn't have much of an answer for him. You, you could tell you... But he, it's not for lack of trying, though, because he was definitely mm-hmm. putting his best foot forward there. But ultimately, Imavov did his thing. Second round. Got him out of there in the second. And then uh, another great fight. You had um, Sariano Mm -hmm. versus Allen. Um, Brendan Allen just uh, didn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, I was rooting for Soriano, but... This one was so back and forth. I was pretty convinced this was going to be fight of the night. Um, I mean... Allen was landing some really bad body kicks on, on Soriano. Yeah, he was destroying his left side. Was it left side? Yeah. Yes, it was his left side. He's just eating him up, and he just he just keep taking him. He just took him. He just kept coming. He was just a tough guy. He, he had a you know tough first round, but he was pretty good there. He slowed down a little bit in the second. He came back in the third just being aggressive, but he, he was eating punishment the whole time, though. That's Soriano. Mm-hmm. And Allen was just, just crisp, just clean. Mm-hmm. Just had combinations for him. Just had these body kicks. I was just eating them up. Body kicks were terrible. But he took them. Took every last one of them. Went all the way to the decision. So good on him for, you know, enduring all that punishment. But, yeah, like a lot of this, – this fight card just shortened a lot of, a lot of, a lot of lives. Because <laughs> there were some wars. A lot of these fights were some, some wars. dog fight, drug out, drug out wars. So. And then my my favorite fight of the night. Yeah, most definitely. Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costa. In the bantamweight division, I mean, this was probably the highest level of mixed martial arts. I mean, I know Cormier said that about about another fight that um closer to the, the yeah, main he, event. Yeah, he did, and I, I I I disagreed. But to me, this fight was this fight was uh, was, was at least high. for striking. Mm-hmm. As far as striking in in, in MMA. Bantamweight division, this was high, 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 high level. I mean, Giannis is known for his boxing. He's known to be the clean, crisp boxer. Has good counters, has good, you know, mm-hmm. good combinations. 
but man, he ran into a bus of Randy Costa. Costa was just. I, I was so impressed with Costa. Very. I mean, I was I was rooting for Giannis. Don't get me wrong, but Costa was just looking clean, like high level striking mm-hmm. at his best. I mean, he had a jab that was just finding the money. That jab was eaten all night, no problem. And Giannis was just taking it, and it, it was. I thought I thought it was pretty close to being stopped in the first, maybe. Mm-hmm. Be tough through it, and. Second round, rightfully so, because I guess you know. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say Costa slow. I mean, he did slow down, but not. He slowed down a little bit, but noticeably, not, like yeah, it wasn't significantly like that. And, and but what what made the difference was the body, body attacks. Mm-hmm. Giannis went to the, started going to the body, and he was just eating him up. And then the last, the last four, the end of the fight, he, he, he got a one-two hooks to the mm-hmm. body either side, right hook, left hook to the body, and that no left hook, right hook, and that right, that that left hook that landed. Landed straight to the liver. Mm-hmm. Seized him up. He came up with an uppercut right after came that. Up, and that was it. He, he was seized. He wasn't moving anywhere. Violent, violent stuff. And Giannis just squeezed out another win. And this is, again, some of the highest level mixed martial arts. You, you guys yeah, yeah, Even though Randy Costa lost, I don't think he lost. No. His stock went up to me. Yeah, he will definitely be back. And you can't wait to see him. Can't wait to see him fight again. I feel sorry for Eddie, who, who he fights next. Whoever yes. gets Randy Costa next, Godspeed. Because this guy is no joke. And eventually, I think he's going to make his way back to Giannis. Well, 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 you know, well, maybe one of the time. Yeah, yeah, something. But yeah, that division is scary. Then we had a women's fight. You know, yep. Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. Um... It was, uh, for me, it was like your typical, well, not typical, but it was like your women's fight that not a whole lot going on, you know, a lot of, you know, trying to counter and implement your game plan the best you can. And then mm-hmm. Macy started doing a little more wrestling, closing the distance and wrestling, some grappling. I, mean, I wouldn't say wrestling, more grappling. Yeah. Like, you know, some clinch work, standing up. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't that exciting. And but it was enough to get a split decision victory because it was it was uneventful enough where you know I guess judges just had to decide somebody had to win so I guess yeah I mean I hate to shit on the fight like that because you know there were, these are two warriors that are laying it all out there but and the, the, as far as their division goes there they seem to be the ones that you know everyone's having a lot of hype behind both of them actually mm-hmm. as far as being the next flyweight you know contender but. Honestly, unfortunately, they didn't show it. Neither one showed it. Neither one showed it, in my opinion. Um, so, I mean, I would say Macy Barber showed heart in terms of, you know, able to gutting it out. Yeah. yeah. But neither one of them are beating the champ. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. It's true. They ain't, they ain't beaten. Mm-mm. Not happening. But anyway. Then the featherweight division. Darren Elkins yep. versus Derek Minner. Which, oh man, Elkins is just that guy. He's 100% that guy. This guy knows how to grind it out, tough it out, and breaks people. I mean, you could be beating the, the, the brakes off of him. Mm-hmm. You got you to bloody him up. You got to kill him. Yep, to get him out of there. You got to put him out or something because he, he he'll, he'll keep going. And he puts a pace on that that just breaks guys because 
You're hitting him with all these heavy shots. You're doing so much damage to him. He's bleeding all over the place, but he just would not stop coming. And he puts on a pace that just steals your soul. Very reminiscent of um, Diaz brothers. The Diaz brothers, but man, performance of the night. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 I mean, I, I hate. He, he reminds me of Chris Lieben in that like, he just takes damage, but he's like a better version of Chris Lieben in that mm-hmm. he, he gets those wins. You know what I mean? I mean, Chris Lieben got wins, of course, but you know, for, later down in Chris Lieben's career, he was just a punching bag, unfortunately. Um. Yeah, but Darren Elkins. Even though he takes damage, which his name says, you know, is his nickname is the the damage. Um, he definitely finds that he has that that heart that just cuts through the damage and all the pain and gets it done. Finds a way to win. He gets it done. Good on him. Yep, happy for him because he's getting up there in age too. So it's kind of like now or never as far as being mm-hmm. a contender, or champion. So yep, we'll see. And then, um, the biggest upset of the night. Mm, uh, well, close. No, 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 it's not. It's close. It was one of them. But uh, Kyler Phillips versus Pavia. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyler, I guess you know. I felt like this this was supposed to be his coming out fight to like you know. Yeah, to solidify his name as as a contender, and he de- he definitely showed a lot in this fight. Yeah, I mean he he had Pavia stumbling all over the place in the first round. He was he's so he's just a creative striker. He's like he's so good. He just kept dropping him. He is high, high, high level. Like like Cormier was saying, this is the one. Cormier was saying is you know the highest level of mixed martial arts, which it was good. It was great. You know, great, especially from Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips was just showing that he is a world, world, world class um, striker or mixed martial artist rather, because you know. Mm. But Pavia was just tough. Tough, gutted it out, gutted it out, and came back in the third. And he he was and he was you know he started landing you know he started. Mm-hmm. Doing his thing, which uh, Kyler came out the gates hot. He won the first, but I guess uh, judges gave uh, Pavia the last two because he was just gutting it out, enduring. Uh, at least two out of the three judges did. Yeah, at least two of the three ju- judges did. So good for him. I mean, I, I was uh, that was a big big win on his part because now he's now he's a name now because he just beat the guy that was supposed to be the, the next guy. You know, so good for you, Pavia, and you know. He's one of those hard-nosed guys, you know. He's from Brazil, but he said he came, he came to the U.S. and he he didn't come to play, you know. All he does is train and work. So I'm guessing he still works a job somewhere. Uh, it's, I, pro- I, it's probably like some kind of a hard-nosed job because he, he's he's that kind of blue-collar guy that he's you know. And um, came I, to I, do. I didn't, I, I was, I don't remember what the, when the judges were, were scoring the cards, but clearly, I think it looks like either either one or two of the judges may have seen it as a draw. Because mm. it was a, it was a more majority decision as a, as opposed to a split decision. Got you. So that <laughs> means that, yeah, that means that one of them side as a draw. As a draw, and two of them, well, one side one way, one side the other way. Well, no, not necessarily. No, it, 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 it could be one side as a draw and two side that he won. Mm. That's still a majority, no? I thought we considered a majority, unless two sides as a draw and one side that he won. There you go. There is that, because that first one could have easily been a 10-8 for real. It makes sense. So, yeah, m- maybe technically it was supposed to be a draw, but that one judge just doesn't believe in 10-8s, I guess. I guess so. Changes the whole game once you start including those 10-8s. But, anywho, 
the main event, of course, Corey Sanhagen versus TJ Dillashaw. And this, too, was, uh, again, high-level mixed martial arts. You saw Corey Sanhagen. This was, again... Supposed to be his coming out fight. Supposed to be his coming out party. And this is the TJ Dillashaw coming back off of, you know, coming mm-hmm. off the couch. Off of uh, his suspension for, you know, PEDs and whatnot. And both guys were showing heart, showing toughness, showing grit. But uh, in the first... Was it the first or no, it was the second round? Was it the first or second round? I think it was the first round. It was the first round. It was there very was a, early. Some grappling exchanges happened on the floor. TJ Dillashaw got his leg in a weird spot. He, he was, you know... Wasn't in any rush to get his leg out of there. Eventually, Sanhagen San San did some work and popped his put it in an awkward position and popped it. And I saw it when it happened, and I realized nobody nobody said anything. Mm-hmm. They said it kind of after, the, but they, they didn't find the right clip of when it actually happened. Mm-hmm. But it was in an awkward, awkward position. And TJ was not quite the same since that. after that. Nope. He slowed down significantly. He wasn't putting any weight in it. Like one of man, how bad is it? I thought it was gonna be over in the second round for sure. And he toughed it out. He toughed it out. Toughed out the third round. Toughed out the fourth round. Toughed out the fifth round. He made it to the end of the fight, which surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also got a pretty nasty cut as well. Yeah, he got a cut. His split right between his nose and his eyebrow, like mm-hmm. right in there. And it was deep. Like it's like deep, deep, deep gash, which he said he had before, and he got it in training, mm-hmm. and he keeps opening back up. Which is, ugh, it's a rough, it's a rough cut place to get a cut, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. he has those eyebrows that kind of stick out a lot, so it's like mm-hmm. it looks a lot, it's like it's very deep. Yeah. But um, all, all in all, I think Sanhagen did work for the entirety of the fight. Sanhagen was working. Mm-hmm. Granted, they got in some grappling exchanges. He did get take, he did get taken down uh, two or three times, maybe, but yeah, he popped right back up. He got taken down a few times, but he popped right back up. He did get landed on a few times too, but he didn't really take a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the fight, one guy was completely bloody, big nasty cut, you know, limping, and the other guy was still ready to go. And the guy that was limping, they gave it to TJ Dillashaw, which I do not agree with. I disagree with completely. And a lot, not a lot of people, but some people are saying, you know, it's it's it was a robbery, and I agree with that. I think Corey Sanhagen did more than enough to to win the fight. Granted, TJ Dillashaw did work, and I think going to the fifth, it was 2 2 2. And he just did enough in the fifth. And I think he did enough in the fourth to, to win it. But they still give it to TJ Dillashaw, which I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it. Granted, TJ, I was rude for TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw showed heart. And he showed, uh, like, after like the third or four, after the fourth round, he was like, he just stopped worrying about his knee, and he was just, he was even throwing kicks off and everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh boy, like he's he's really getting it out. Hats off to him, but at the same time, I think Sanhagen did did the most work. I think he was the most active. Maybe not in the grappling ex- grappling exchanges, but definitely in the striking. Landed Even flying, moving backwards, landed a flying knee, landed a couple landed standing knees, a couple knees. Mm-hmm. One of them being a flying knee at that, and again, he just was putting the work on TJ Dillashaw, and I think he got robbed. It's unfortunate, but it happens in, in this game, man. You gotta, you gotta, so you gotta get the judges out of it. Like you gotta put them, put yourself in a position where the judges don't, you know, have to make a decision on your fight because you just never know, man. Especially mm-hmm. when it's close, mm-hmm. you never know what they're looking for. You never know what they see. It's just, just one of those things, man. 
Just one of those things. I feel bad for him. I do. But he'll definitely be back. And I, I all of this, what's happening is they're, they're, they're turning Corey Sanhagen into a future monster. In my opinion. Because he was he was already good. Mm-hmm. And that lodge, that loss to Sterling made him come back even better. Mm-hmm. And I think this loss to TJ Dillashaw, he's going to come out. I feel sorry for the next other fights him. Yep. He's going to come out as a, as a finisher now. Mm-hmm. And I think they were, they, they were walking the beast. And now they're going to have to deal with it. Because that guy is definitely your next, well, a future champion. Yeah. Maybe not the next one, but he's definitely your future champion. And all these losses, they're just going to make him better. They're just going to make him better. It's going to make him stronger. So definitely look out for him because he's... They're just making a monster out of that guy. But, like I said, good card. It was um, super exciting. A lot of the fights were, were really, really good. Enjoyed them a lot. Um, coming up uh, this weekend, of course, we do have uh, another UFC fight night. Um, this one's pretty interesting. A couple of notable fights on here. Uh, let me see. Who we got? Who we got? Uh, I see a couple of people that I know. Well, of course, the the main card. Well, yeah. Well, the main event, of course. Yeah, let's start with that. The main, the main event, of course, is Uriah Hall versus Sean, Sean Strickland. Strickland. It's gonna be a barn burner. That's gonna be a good one. Uriah Hall's starting to come out, come out of his own, and you know, do his thing. And you know, he's always been, you know, a high level guy. Everyone's always seen him as as that guy, but he just seemed to never be able to put it together mentally. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's a fan, finally doing that. So good on him for that. Um, you got Sam Alvey fighting on the main card as well. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Yaya. Yep. Chris Dacus. Yep. Uh, kind of a, of a lesser card, but, you know, mm-hmm. still got some fights I want to see. Brian Barbarian. Kai Barbarian Kamaka. Well. Got to win yeah, that Kai one. Yeah, Kai Kamaka. Gotta, he got to win that one. Yep. So, yeah, we'll definitely. Oh, Nico Montano. Oh, yeah. So yeah, a couple couple of good fights on there. And of course, you know well, Ashley Yoder's on there as well too. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely watch it. We'll definitely bring it to you guys, like we always do. This fight game is just super super interesting. Definitely love to watch. But um, other news that there was mm. a a BKFC card this weekend as well. Um, yeah. Not that notable. The only notable things on there, of course, is that Paige Van Zandt versus um, Rachel Asevich. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fought. It was a pretty, pretty even fight for the most part. But ultimately, Asevich did enough to win. Enough to win a decision, which eventually lost to when she fought her in the UFC. Paige beat her in the UFC. And now she got she avenged that loss. So, good on her. Um, a lot of, well, not a lot of people, but a few people are saying, you know, there was time for Paige to, you know, why is she even doing bare knuckle boxing exactly. and all that? But exactly. she's she's getting paid. Let's be honest. They're they're they're, yeah. they're paying her a ton of money to do it. But she can get. But she's she's pretty enough to get paid other ways. Th- this is true. This is true. But both of them actually, both of them was mm-hmm. are, are bombshells. To you do bare knuckle, it's like oof. why? These are pretty faces that. If you if you stay there, some eventually you're gonna you're gonna run into a brick wall, mm-hmm. and somebody's gonna make that face not so pretty anymore. But that's what the girls want to do. Let them do it. I say. Who are we, right? Who are we? And uh, Blueface, 
for those that care. Blueface won his fight as well. Yeah. That is whatever. Yep. I mean, yeah, I mean, he... I haven't seen the fight, but um, he definitely won, so that's got to say something. You know? yeah, it, was, it was a decision, so it was nothing major. So, But, um, yeah, did enough to win a, a decision. But is he going to make this a career out of it now? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Time will tell. We'll see what happens. But um, in other UFC news, getting back to UFC stuff, I mean, a couple of headlines, a couple uh things going on that, you know, that I found very interesting. They all kind of tie into each other. And one was Michael Chandler calling out Justin Gaethje, I guess, saying that, you know, Gaethje doesn't want to fight him. I don't know if you heard of all this. I saw Chandler did an interview, and I meant to watch, but I didn't. But I what's going on with Gaethje? Because he's been out for so long, he's not. Mm-hmm. he's been ca- kind of quiet, too. So, apparently... Chandler, I guess UFC is trying to make that fight between Gaethje and Chandler. Which, remember, I, I, I remember mm-hmm. on the podcast I said that's the next fight for both of them. Mm-hmm. This is, and this is like months ago now. Yeah. However, um, what's preventing that fight is Dustin Poirier. How so? Uh, well, I guess I kind of have to go back to kind of understand what's going on. It's, I mean, it's, not, it's not very complicated. Um... So, well, Dustin Poirier, um, for those who don't know, made a lot of money fighting Connor. Pretty well documented. Connor literally made Dustin Poirier. Uh, well, the last numbers that came out, he made five million base, and then pay per view number, pay per view. He made money on the pay per view buys as well, mm-hmm. which was tallying up to another twelve million or something like that. So he's he's good when it comes to money. He he literally doesn't need to fight anymore, but he probably still will. He's still under contract. And I think he got... I think there was some kind of deal that they were... Him and the UFC was working out that if he finished Connor, he would, he would have gotten that deal kind of thing. Mm. And, you know, even though it was a leg broke, it still is a finish. So that's his contract now where he's going to be making that kind of money. Um, Five mil base? I think so, yeah. Good on him. Something along those lines. I'm, I'm not... That's, that's, that's John Jones' money right there. Yes. Poria is making good money now. Um, however, it, it still seems like, you know, fighting Connor is, you know, that's the money fight. It's, it's always going to be the money fight. Um, so you can't blame him for wanting that fight again. Even though he, he's won two times now, he's, he's win, he's, he won the trilogy, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, you know, it's, you know, it ended the way it ended, you know. There is still an argument to be made that you could, you could do a fourth fight. And Dana White's already showing interest in doing it anyway. Dana White's showing interest in it. Poirier's showing interest in it. Obviously, Connor's showing interest in it. So that fight's going to happen. So it, it, essentially, that fight seems like it's going to happen. But the right thing to do, I guess, would be Poirier versus Oliveira. Mm-hmm. Poirier can go for the belt. That's what's happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And that's still... From what I understand, well, from Oliveira's standpoint, that's happening in December. Why did you say from Oliveira's standpoint? Because that's what Oliveira said. He <laughs> said, he, you know, if, if he gets his way, this fight is happening in December, kind of thing. Okay. And a lot of people took that article and was like, okay, the fight's happening in December. But nothing's signed on paper yet. Now, why I bring all that up is to get back to Gaethje and Chandler. Gaethje, if you're in Gaethje's shoes, 
your tech, he, he, doing the right, um, he, he technically is doing the right thing. In that, you know, Chandler's like, well, why, why doesn't Gaethje want to fight me? Why doesn't Gaethje want to fight me? But if Connor and Dustin fight, that leaves Orivera without a fight. Who are they going to put in that position to fight for the belt if Poirier is, is busy mixing up with Connor? Which, if you look at it, if that fight is going to happen between Connor and Poirier, that's almost a whole year out almost because of yeah. the injury and everything like that. That's why I thought Poirier would fight somebody in between there. He probably won't. He's probably going to wait for that fight. Because if he, if he fights and he's the champion, it would be bad on the UFC to give Connor a straight title fight. So as long as long as Dustin doesn't have the belt, you know it makes sense to, to, put, him to, 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 to put him against Connor still. So the issue is, you know, if, if that fight's a whole year out, Oliveira wants to fight now. As I said, Oliveira wants to fight in December. So if, if Connor and 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 Poirier is gonna fight, Gaethje's like, well, you know, Oliveira's gonna need a a, a, a fight, and I think right now Oliveira, uh, if Gaethje is is ranked number three. So I think his his rank should fall, because he hasn't fought in almost true. a year. I, I agree, but based on the rankings, he he is next in line if Dustin doesn't want it. So that's why he's not signing to fight Chandler, because once he signs that contract, then they're gonna have to stick somebody else in that in, the, in that for that fight. Mm. He's he, he's trying to put his name in the hat to get the title fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, can't say you blame him. You know, he's, why why. He, Gaethje is not going to sign anything until Dustin signs something first. Yeah. Like, whenever, like, and I got all this info from, you know, my guy, Jesse on Fire. He has it well, well documented. He, he has two videos that has it well documented, well broken down. So I guess people were getting on his case. And he's like, you can bet money right now that... You won't hear any. You won't hear Gaethje sign anything until Dustin signs first. Until that happens, don't look for Gaethje. The, the 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 challenge though with with that is Gaethje is like, you don't get better at something by not doing it. True. And he's not been doing it for a while. True. But, but, but then put yourself in a title fight. I mean, if you if you're all about you know making your money, he's been in some wars though. So time off for him is is never a bad thing. I feel. Yeah, that's a good point. He's been in some wars. He needs, that's a good point. He needs, he needs to heal that brain. There is that. You know. So yeah, that, that's 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 pretty much how that the whole lightweight division is mixed up right now. They're wait, you know, they're Gaethje's waiting for Dustin. Uh, it looks like Dustin's waiting for Connor, and Oliveira's waiting for somebody. Because the minute, you know. If I, I, could, I could even see if if they're not careful, if, if Gaethje's not careful, they could probably even stick Chandler in against Oliveira oh, no. again. Oh no, they just fought. Fight. Yeah, that's right. They just fought. He just got wrecked. So yeah, so yeah, that's what Gaethje's. That's, that's, that's essentially what Gaethje's trying to do. He's trying to get that fight. Get trying to get that championship fight. He's trying to etch his way in there. Oliveira is clamoring for a fight, and Chandler. Chandler's also. I, I don't know. I mean, if Chandler's trying to, you know, get that fight with 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 Gaethje because I guess you know he's trying to get his trying to get back up to that number two spot. Obviously, so obviously you're gonna you're gonna say you know oh he he doesn't want to fight me and all these you know he's trying to force Gaethje to to come out to come out. But 
Gaethje's doing the right thing and well right thing for him for him you know to try to stick around wait wait for Dustin wait to see what Dustin does mm-hmm. whatever Dustin does will determine and that shows you again Dustin has the division even the, even though he's not the champion Dustin the, Poirier has the division unlocked mm-hmm. it's, it's his division you know he, he literally controls the division he's holding all the cards he's holding all the cards and he's not even the champion Dustin is, is in the best spot I've seen in any fighter except for Ringano. <laughs> but yeah there's those fighters those fighters are starting to emerge where they're and, and that's and that, to me that's the way to do it stop all this talking and oh what you just think you deserve what you you know believe you deserve earn it people like Francis Ngannou people like Dustin Poirier they've earned their spot people like Conor McGregor they've earned their spots you know and they're undeniable now they're under they're literally in that spot where they're undeniable where the UFC has to like pay attention to them they have to do real negotiating with the other fighters the UFC pretty much does what they want exactly but with these guys they can't just do what they want nope they can't and they're gonna have to come with that money and that that's how you get more pay people yep you don't complain about it you don't cry and moan you you, you put your nose to the grindstone and you work put in that granted, granted I'm not saying these guys aren't working these guys are are out there busting their ass fighting it's a tough gig but it's a tough gig that you signed up for. Other things that you can be doing, it's the gig that you signed up for. So you, these are the rules that you have to play by. And if you want to beat them, you got to put yourself in an undeniable position. Yep. And that's it, period. Once you put yourself in an undeniable position, they, again, it is in the name, undeniable. Yep. they got to pay attention to you. And Khabib was there too. Mm-hmm. He did the thing. Khabib earned his, earned his way as well. And the thing is, if Khabib ever decides to come back, you know Dana White has to back up that brink truck. Yep. Which I'm sure he was trying to do before he got him back anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if Dana, if, if if Khabib ever decides yeah, he wants to come back, or even puts that in the atmosphere, you know Dana White's going to come correct. Mm-hmm. And again, like these are the guys that are, like, are calling their own shots. They're not waiting for, you know, people to tell them what they're worth. They're, they're going out and they're, they're staking their claim to what they think they're worth. And if you can't do, if you can't, you know, meet their demands, I want to say John Jones kind of put himself in that position too. But he's he, if he was fighting and he, he John Jones could have. John Jones could have, but he, he had too many run-ins with the law and things that messed up his, messed that, his, his negotiating me, power. messed up his negotiating power. Also, he would have been one hundred percent in that position. He still feels he's in that position. I beg to differ, but that's why you don't time hear about will it. tell. Time will tell, but there's a, it, there's a reason they don't mention his name anymore. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but yeah. all this moved to heavyweight, and you realize even though him and Ngannou didn't get that fight, and now they look like they're trying to move out Ngannou, they still haven't even mentioned John Jones yet. Still, still, you know what I mean? They're doing an interim fight for the heavyweight belt, and they still haven't mentioned John Jones. There's a reason for that. Um, but getting back to Chandler, if, if I was Chandler. A fight. Well, actually, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But a fight I want to see: Michael Chandler versus Islam Makachev. Chandler wouldn't. Chandler wouldn't get that fight. I mean, that fight could happen if because Islam is a big enough name, mm-hmm. and he is pretty strong in that division. And they're ranked but, right under each other. They're ranked right. Under, but Ch- Chandler, fe- Chandler is always looking up. Mm-hmm. He feels like you know, being a former champion from another div- another organization. 
you know, he's looking for that belt. And, he, you know, he misses – well, he lost his opportunity. So, he has to take whatever fight they give him at this point. But you know, I guess if he, if he wants to fight up, the only person above him is uh, Darius and Gaethje and then Dustin and, uh, and Oliveira. He's obviously trying to get the Gaethje fight, but that, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to wait for that. Darius should be the way for if I follow, if I follow him. So, yeah, you might as well fight Darius. Because to me, that's a winnable fight for Chandler. It's 100% a winnable fight for Chandler. And it moves you up, and it, it doesn't, you know, if you lose, you don't, you know, drop. Exactly. You're still going mm-hmm. to be number four, maybe. Maybe they drop it number five. Maybe, maybe but, but yeah. That's, that's, if I was Chandler, that's what I was doing. Yep. That division, lightweight division, man, it's... Quite interesting. It's got some, some some noticeable bangers on there. The, the bantamweight division is too. I mean, the bantamweight division has some killers. One hundred percent. I mean, we were talking about it. I mean, some of the guys that we saw fight this weekend mm-hmm. could easily take a, on anyone in the top ten. And that's the thing: the, the the people that that fought had great fights. They're not even not even ranked. They're not top. even ranked. And I, I disagree. The, I think they beat the brakes off of most people in the top fifteen. I hate to say it, but like people like, I mean, I don't want to just call names just for calling names, but Marlon Moraes, Frankie Edgar, Dominic Cruz, you know, Jimmy Rivera, Cody Stamen, all these guys. I feel like, uh, what's his name? I feel like um, Yanez and um, Zohan, uh, what's his name? Who? His nickname is Zohan. He just fought Yanez. Oh, the guy fought Yanez? Um, wow, we were just talking about him, too. Yes. But, yeah, either one of those two? Randy Costa. Costa. Costa could be, yeah, Costa could beat they, all those names you just called. All those names you just called, I think, are beatable people. And Even I, even Kyler Phillips, I think, could beat all those names you just called. Exactly. And, I mean, at least Kyler Phillips is, is I mean, he's ranked uh, 14 of the 15, but I think he belongs higher. But he just lost, so obviously he's not going to move up, unfortunately. But he, he can... Well, he just lost to that guy, so maybe. But still, no. But yeah, as and, far as and the guy he lost to was not even ranked. Just goes to show you, man. That division is getting scary, and and unfortunately, like, guys like Jose Aldo that's in there. I mean, yeah, Aldo's I love, in there. I love Aldo. Aldo's my guy. A Sun Sao's in there. Sun, I like a Sun Sao too. Um, Garbrand is Garbrand's ranked number five, and Aldo is ranked number four. Number six, number six is Marlon Moraes. I, 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 <laughs> number seven is Frankie Edgar, and underneath that is Pedro Munoz. Underneath that is Dominic Cruz. I mean, and there was at least two or three guys we saw this weekend that could smoke most of those names. And those guys, I mean, don't get me wrong. Those guys, I'm, I'm not taking away what those guys have accomplished because those guys are great fighters. I feel like the sport has kind of passed some of those guys by, not all of them. Mm-hmm. And the ones that it hasn't passed by, I think are still... They could still lose of the names we mentioned before, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, it's it's whatever. Like Mar- Marlon Vera at, at rank number thirteen, and you have people like Marlon Rice ranked higher than him. I disagree. But you know, I don't know who does the rankings, but I mean, obviously they're paying homage to the you know, yeah, the great, the legends, the greats that kind of paved the way for all these guys coming up. But yeah, you still got Aldo on there. You still got you know. Cody Garbrandt on there. Still got Dominic Cruz in there. Frankie Edgar. That, you know. that, that's going to change soon, I think. By the end of the year, I think a lot of those... I'm not saying those guys shouldn't be top 15, but those guys shouldn't be ranked as high as they are. Yeah. By the end of the year, if, if, if these young guys keep fighting the way they're fighting, and, and as often as they're fighting, 
you're going to see a chilling of the guard really, really soon. I think a lot of, another big issue is that people that have those positions don't want to fight lower lower ranked people, and that's what's that's what's clouding the, the that's what's that's the next thing that's clouding the rankings, is that those guys aren't taking lesser fights. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just holding on to that position, not not by, you know, their own merit, but by you know just you waiting know, it out, just waiting it out to try to get the championship, and it's. It is what it is. Like you can't wrong them. At the same time, there's like you know, gotta try to hang in there as long as you can. But yep. whatever. It is what it is. Not to mention that that ranked is, the champion is Aljamain Sterling. For now, I mean Aljo is good. I, I like Aljo, but man, everybody who name we just call would just I think would wreck him or give him a really bad night. Mm-hmm. But it's yet to be seen, so who am I? Who am I to say? But yeah, with that, I think that's a good uh, spot to, to end it. We definitely appreciate you guys. We enjoy you guys, you know, rocking with us, sticking with us for as long as you guys have. We are, you know, like we mentioned before, setting things around the horizon. So definitely stay tuned. But until next time, you guys, be good to each other. Stay safe out there. Isaac Boys, out. Peace. All right, guys. This is the last code for the giveaway. I hope you guys have been enjoying this. Hope you guys have been getting your codes, entering them in. Because this is the last one, so best of luck to you guys. The, The number is IB. D X E A. Code again I B D X E A. Enter that into the giveaway code, into the giveaway link. Get some additional entries for you guys. You're welcome. Best of luck to you guys. Hopefully, you guys had a good time with this. I know we sure did. You're welcome. talk was recorded from the Isaac Boys podcast. You can check us out on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Beaker, you name it, we're there. Check us out. Enjoy listening to the podcast? Well, consider becoming a supporter. As a supporter, you can directly support the podcast with monetary contributions ranging from a dollar to ten dollars based on your budget. Your monthly contributions will ensure that we can continue to do what we love doing, bringing you great content. Go to anchor.fm forward slash VIVN to find out how you can become a supporter. All contributions are greatly appreciated.